Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. On another episode of Killjoys, can Zeph stay woke? Can Devin stop trying to sleep with his brother's love interest? Is the name Snoozy Sparkles going to stick? And will Turin ever get a good haircut? It's time for the hunt for Red Dutch Toba on tonight's Killjoys After Show. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hello and welcome to the Killjoys After Show, Season 5, Episode 2, Blame It on the Rain. Got you feeling pain. Blame it on the rain. Blame it on the turin. Selling you some urine. Drugs. (laughs) No. I think it was medicine. Urine's not medicine? No. I don't know. It rhymes with turin. I had to do it. Blame it on the Dutch. Got you going. Dutch. Blame it on the blooming and the rain coming down. So can everybody wipe in their memo. <laughs> Guys, we are talking all about Killjoys here today. I'm really excited to talk about this episode because I thought it was great. And as always, I had like two predictions that were like completely right, which I'm super excited about. I'm your host, Stephen Lemieux. You've known me from all these seasons, but we have a new panelist on the show today. You've seen her from tons of other after shows here at, at uh, AfterBuzz TV. And they all happen to usually skew towards sci-fi. Nerd life forever! We have the sci-fi expert herself, Cherry Davis. Hey, everybody. It's me, loving you and loving Killjoys. So, Cherry's joining me for the panel for the rest of the season. We're going to have a bunch of guests coming your way. We're going to have lots of cool stuff coming up. I made some pictures tonight that are going to explain the lady life. Hashtag lady life. And uh, we're going to be breaking down the show by talking about the hunters. Then we're getting into Dutch and Zeph, Chasing Dutch, The Factory, Klein and the Lady. And, of course, we have some news and gossip today about... Ooh, about some fun little stuff, as well as our special segment called That Lady's a Parasite, where we talk about a parasite that takes over the mind of its host, followed by some predictions. And Ben, we got a lot of predictions tonight. We got a lot of stuff going going on. on. A lot of lady life. A lot of lady life. The lady's busy. What? The lady's busy. Oh, yeah. She's definitely busy. Well, we'll just blame it on the rain, guys. But let's go ahead and get into the hunters, right? Because this was... The hunt for Red Dutchtober. <laughs> right? I knew you were going to do Red October, and I commend and approve. And I love the chase through the city, which lets us see how everybody was interacting. And it was interesting seeing some of the characters and their mind wipe and how they're behaving. I love that they're different, but still very the same. <laughs> like, you can change their memories, but you can't change their personalities. Because even with different memories, Pre kind of has that sassy attitude. So sassy. Garrett's still kind of goofy. I like Garrett. Turin's still a dick. I like Turin. <laughs> I've always liked him. He's just firm and set in his ways. He's just a douche. <gasps> I love everyone on the Killjoys. So it is It is really cool. We have the Hunters. Basically, there's a black warrant put out on Dutch, on Yala, and they're saying that she's a terrorist, 
They're saying that she murdered her ex-husband. Johnny's unconcerned about the murdering of her ex-husband and terrorism, more of just the fact that she had an ex-husband. Priorities. He knows so much about his wife while knowing nothing <laughs> at all. And we made some graphics here today uh, to kind of go through the lady life of our of our favorite Killjoys here. So let's go ahead and bring that up really quick. We have Johnny Jacoby. Hey, Johnny. Within his lady life, he knows his wife. But at the same time, he doesn't know his wife. What man does know his wife? And he gets punched often. So, I wouldn't punch him. You wouldn't punch him? No, I'd pinch him. I'd kiss his little cheeks. What if Turin told you to punch him because you love Turin? I love my jacket. You'd punch more. him. Uh... <laughs> So a lot of this is very similar to uh, to the Johnny outside the lady life, because it's Killjoy's lady life here, uh, where his wife is dead, so he doesn't really know his wife. Hashtag ouch. And then... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, he definitely still gets punched often, and Davin still kind of treats him badly. Let's move on to Pre-Dez, also known under the alias of Snoozy Sparkles. He is a top-notch killjoy, and he is firmly... Oh, wait, no, he's a top-notch rack agent. I think I messed that up. But firmly in the lady life... And he still loves Garrett. Who doesn't love Garrett? And I love his hair. He's got great hair. And he's after Anila. He's a hunter through and through this episode. On to the next one. Turin, who still has bad hair. He does not have bad hair. It looks silky and soft. It looked gross and full of drugs and full of hepatitis. (laughs) None of them seem to be really clean people right now. I half expected needles to fall out of his hair. He sells (laughs) drugs and he loves punching Johnny. Still. So again... Turin, the same old Turin we love, just selling drugs now. Turin just is trying to survive, and Turin, he isn't a bad guy. He didn't turn in, he didn't turn in a girl. He, he just w- sold her stuff and went out about what it is, even though she did stiff him. Yeah, he didn't turn her in. Uh, <laughs> moving on, Fancy Lee. Fancy. Fancy knows when his butt is touched. And... He's everybody's type. Yes. And he's an asshole. Sexy asshole. And, you know, I didn't know this was a real thing, but I actually work with somebody who, like, is like, somebody said I'm not their, t- I'm not their type. I'm everybody's type. And I, so when I saw this in the show, he's like, I'm everybody's type. I was dying laughing. So I love this new Fancy. I think Fancy's the only one whose personality is a little bit different because he's not the strong, silent, like, badass. He's more like cocky kind of a kind of full of himself as he should be look at him fancy's looking mighty good right now i don't normally like men with long hair but the eyebrows and of course the cheeks are awesome and he's kick-ass so i'm i'm good for that and you know what i take that back he was kind of full of himself before he was just more silent about it now he's like very outspoken with how full of himself he is and of course we have garrett doulahenny who's not necessarily a hunter but he is Still involved because he's providing information and trying to help Johnny out. And 
Yeah, he's engaged still. This is the Lady Life segment. So he's engaged. He's hooking up with Pre. He doesn't fit in a bar, which I thought was hilarious. It's like, why don't you run the bar? Yeah. Ah, he never he never really fit in a bar. And he's wanted for destroying three planets, which is kind of like... Eh. He, he got, wasn't really a bar guy in his previous life. He just fell into being at the bar because of Pre. He fell in bar with Pre. <laughs> you do love your puns. He took the bar exam. And of course, last but not least... Uh, not last but not least, actually. We still have another one. Davin, Davin Jacoby, or as other friends on the Killjoys After Show know him as Davin Jacoby. <laughs> he wants to sleep with Dutch even in his lady life. He's all in. He likes noodles, points the guns at strangers seemingly all the time, at least three times this episode, just points a gun at somebody. That's Killjoy life. And I think he invented the stakeout. I think he invented a lot, but yeah, I mean, first of all, who doesn't want to sleep with Dutch? And second of all, I can't blame Gavin for that. So that's those are our hunters, but I want to follow up with one more Lady Life segment, because our Lady Life wouldn't be complete without Zef. Zef is stinky, loves Dutch, still super smart, and did we say stinky? She's pretty stinky. But she has a good reason, even though she didn't know what the reason was, but she knew the water was off. So way to go, girl. She didn't want to take a shower. She couldn't take a shower. So she got stinky, which is great. I love that's like great world building that she's stinky because she has B.O. because she hasn't taken a shower. And I love that when she gets her mind back, she's like, God, I just want to take a shower. It's great. (laughs) Oh, and did we mention she has a secret underground lair? So if you're not watching the video, you're missing out because we have some great little images here for all of these. But that's kind of what Dutch is up against. Dutch is on the lamb. And she's got to fight against all these people to stay away. She's fighting the system, which is very Dutch-like. And I have to say I liked her ingenuity. And I still can't figure out who locked her in the room for her to get her memory back. Uh, I still think that it's Anila. But... We'll get into it in predictions. We can go further into it for sure. Okay. Yes. So let's go ahead and move on to basically... What's going on here? So Pri's after her because of the Black Warrant. Uh, mm-hmm. Fancy's after her because he's also a Killjoy. Basically, a Black Warrant has huge rewards. So everyone who's a Killjoy or a Rack agent just, like, descends upon Old Town to try to find her. We're introduced to some lank- la- lackeys that don't really have names. And one guy, and especially, that gets his ass kicked by Dutch. Uh, we get a great scene with uh, Davin in the foreground and Dutch fighting the guy in the background before throwing him in a dumpster with the with the evening garbage. Uh what did you think of did you think there was going to be any kind of stakes with the hunters hunting Dutch or were you kind of expecting her to be able to stay under the table and not be found very easily I knew there'd be some stakes because they have to build up to trying to figure out how everyone's going to get their memories back Mm -hmm. and also they had to sort of show her kick assness because she's on her own and she's going to have to fight and it's a reminder of her previous life which is she was an assassin so she's always been trained to fight and kill much more so than when she was a barkeep I don't think barkeepers really know how to fight because remember when she was on a ship she picked up a plant which isn't very useful with someone who has a gun <laughs> so uh, she's kind of running away from everyone and we have this B, st- B plot which is kind of like the A plot which is Dutch and Zeph uh, there's we kind of went over everything about the hunters through those pictures, so I don't want to dwell too long on them. Uh, can you move your mic a little bit away from you? Perfect. Uh, so Dutch and Zeph are 
underground, they basically have to come up with a plot, right? Zeph figures out that it's a protein strand that can be eliminated if they work together and figure out a way to inject them with this new protein, right? Yes, which I thought was clever. So she says this while she's basically, like, completely messed up, shot in the stomach, and dying. And Dutch has to go to Turin to get drugs, antibiotics, and painkillers, which she takes antibiotics by snorting them all drug-like. It's how she does things. Uh, this is kind of the above-ground fetch quests, I'd like to call it. Like, if you've ever played a, an RPG, they just send you to go get stuff. Zeph's basically just sending Dutch on fetch quests while she's bleeding out. Well, she has to. She doesn't have that stuff in her house. In her lair. Yeah. And you she's bleeding she, out. You think she'd be smart enough to, like... She was kind of, like, mentally unstable, and so I don't think she'd have... The wherewithal. The and more importantly, I don't think that stuff is just laying around for you to grab easily. Stealing food, people might let that go, but then stealing more valuable things, they would not let that go. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's why Turin's just so hardcore in business right now. And as a woman, being stinky and dirty means that you get to avoid being bothered or men really pestering you. Because remember when she was sneaking into her lair, one of the guards was like, what the hell are you doing? Then he was like, oh God, she stinks. Get the hell away from me. Yeah. about your business, girl? I mean, I feel like that works in Old Town, but even in L.A., I don't know if that would work. People are, <laughs> people are pretty forward here in L.A. Uh, so Dutch and Zeph, she manages to pull the bullet out of her, which looked terrifyingly painful. Mm-hmm. It was like this sharp shard of, like, some kind of debris, like a like a spike. It looked to me like it was a ricochet. Really? As, a, as opposed to them shooting. I think it ricocheted, and then that shard was like... Because remember they were by that gate yeah. thing? So I don't think that was a bullet. Because normally those bullet things they shoot, to me, look more like they're energy weapons yeah. than real guns. So I think something got knocked and projected into her, which is why it was all dirty and why she couldn't just usually use that machine to seal it up because something was in her. Got it. So it was a shrapnel that shrapnel, shrapnel yes. went into her. So poor, poor Zeph dealing with that. Meanwhile, she's got to wait for the medicine. She finally gets the medicine just in time to be strapped to a chair and put in front of a computer to have to deal with everything else going on. Uh, Davin's really smart at this point. He shuts down the weather machine and decides to stake out the weather machine to get her to come out because she's assuming that at this point uh, Dutch is going to be the one that comes out because they think they're working together. Um, what do you think of her uh, her sewing skills and the fact that Dutch sucks at sewing? I would think as a um, assassin, you would know how to sew because the assumption is you're an assassin, you're on your own, you might get wounded. But then again, I don't think her memory is still 100% there. I think it's probably like 90% and it's slowly getting worked up again. Um, at least she was honest with her, but... Really, anyone can do a sewing. I thought it was funny when she said that she did a little pocket, because I suspect what she did when she was um, sewing it up was she did that pinch, uh-huh. and then she sewed the pinch, oh. which is why there's that extra sew, that God. extra flesh. That does not seem appetizing, especially considering Zeph was not clean, so dirt probably got into the wound, so I hope that'll be okay. Yeah, that's pretty gross. She does make a few references to going gangrenous and to ha- getting sepsis and all sorts yes. of things. So Zeph does not have a very bright future in her mind for herself, unfortunately. No. Uh, we do find that um, when Dutch is chased by... Uh, Sorry, I don't want to. I don't want to cut ahead to that. Uh, we learn about everything going on with the lady, though. We learn that the terraforming of the planet is going much faster than we assumed. There's like, I think, nine factories across the planet that are just terraforming it at a rapid pace, and we have twenty three, twenty seven days before we're going to be completely out of oxygen. 
And we get to really meet those monstrous creatures, which I thought was interesting how the guard and the staff knew what those things, didn't know exactly what those things were and didn't feel uncomfortable or scared. So they were moderately curious. So that Rain is not only messing with their memories, but telling them that the monstrous creatures are okay, which they are not. Their memories could have been just basically saying, hey, it's just our job to move these things around. Like, they don't care. Like, I don't know, like, they're on a moon. They're on an alien planet, technically. It's Old Town. They're in space. And maybe there's, like, other creatures we haven't seen. Maybe it's, like, not that random for, like, these to be, like, a thing. That is true. It isn't, like, this is, like, Earth universe. Um, In the chat, Ivan was saying he's confused about the creepy crawlies as well and if they're ladies' kinds. But I think Lady is genetically modifying something so she's not the last of her kind. Yeah, I think, uh, and we, we talked, or I talked about it last week, I think they, the terraforming is to create a planet that's much like the lady's original planet. Yes. And I think these things are basically, she's trying to create something from nothing. She's trying to use her genetic material to create a new species, which is like supposedly her old species of what she is normally. Yeah. We get the line last episode where the guy's like, oh, the first batch so I wasn't sure if this is, like, the first batch of, like, these are legitimately what they're going to supposed to be, mm-hmm. or if it's, like, these are the testing phase batch, and they're still working on the formula. I'm, <laughs> I think after this episode, I'm leaning more towards these are actually, like, legitimately her race. Yes. I think these are the final version that will be sustainable, and she's just wearing the human body sacks the way that I wear a jacket and I take it off whenever. I mean, she's switching out her bodies anyway. I think these are like the face huggers, basically, <laughs> right? Like, uh, and we'll get into the lady soon, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get into more of this on on predictions too, because like this opened like a whole can of worms, especially when she started feeling pain when they were torched. So we'll get into it. Uh, so Dutch and Zeph find out about the terraforming. They find out the protein that they can use works They can because they use it on Kelly. And we get one of the most powerful scenes in Killjoy's history when she uses it on Zeph and she remembers Pip. I love Pip. I was so sad when he died and the way that I thought he was going to get cured and he didn't. And also I remember him from a TV show called My Babysitter is a Vampire. Anyway, um... She's going to be shattered and angry and totally want revenge. I don't think she'll be shattered where she's non-functioning. I think it will really motivate her to use her scientific know-how to create, like, an even better weapon. I mean, they all thought that they'd won anyway, so it sucks to not win. It does suck to not win. Uh, We'll get into it uh, right now, actually, is... So, when we use this protein on people to cure them, to make them stay woke, to wake them up... Stay woke. <laughs> okay, just sleep. All right, sorry. So sorry. Redbone. Redbone. Um, so this scene was just heart-wrenching. She remembers Pip. We finally get some conclusion to how she feels about Dutch in this moment where she says, it's not your fault. It's the lady's fault. It's, it's my fault and it's the lady's fault. And what do I want right now? I want to kick her ass and bring it back to her. So we now have the conclusion to whether Zeph is blaming Dutch or how she feels about Dutch. And we don't know if she did originally blame Dutch more than she let on last season or if experiencing the lady life 
and then coming out of it and still having the memories of the lady life because we learned this episode that everyone who experiences the lady life can remember everything from it after they exit it. But here's the tragedy in Zeph right now is God, that one line where she's like, I don't want to have to go through missing him again. That was like, like it takes a lot to like make me like get a little like up there. The acting between Kelly McCormick and Hannah John Kamen in the scene ridiculously killed it. Like so good, but it's a tragedy in that at the end of the episode, Zeph is drenched in rain again and forgets I who know. she is again, and she's gonna have to miss Pip again, and we're gonna get that same delivery again. It's gonna be so sad. It's just gonna be like fifty first deaths. It'll be horrible, because I remember last season, Zeph did kind of blame Dutch for it, like, in an emotional way, in an intellectual way, she knew she couldn't blame him, because he voluntarily, he volunteered for it, but emotionally, she was upset with Dutch. But since she's always loved Dutch, kind of in a sexual way, kind of not in a sexual way. Definitely in a sexual way. (laughs) <laughs> less in an emotional way she kind of didn't exactly let it go so much as then she decided I'm going to take all that anger and put it on the lady yeah which is good which is which what is she fair. should be doing yeah. because the lady literally put a spider in Pip and killed him like for no earthly real reason kind of kind of terrible and it was just and they tr- and she tried to figure out how to, to save him and she couldn't and I was like oh no it's tied into your spinal column Pip and then he's the one who makes the call to sacrifice him. It's just, it's a sad moment. I loved Pip because when he first came on, he was like a bit of a dick. And then as time came on, went on, he just got better and better. They enriched his character more. Pip was quite the Pip. I liked him. He was quite the light, um, the um, firecracker. He was fun. Quite the firecracker. I liked him. Pip. Now dead. Quite the firecracker. He literally exploded. Uh, Let's go back into Chasing Dutch. We get great scenes between uh, Dutch and Davin in this moment. They they run through the city. Davin likes to keep grabbing cloaked people and pointing his gun at them. But finally, like the random woman in the sheets, he points his gun at her too. Like Davin's just kind of like a dick with the gun. He's a killjoy, and they, I mean, the, the the first letter in their name is kill, so of course he has his gun out, but he really shouldn't have his gun out in a populated area. So he finally catches up to her. She won't, she says that he, she won't shoot him, or she says that he won't shoot her, and then she literally, like, makes out with him right there, and then leaves him a little data pad, and runs away while he's still, like, spaced out. But we noticed that his, like, bracelet only beeped to a certain degree. It didn't actually fully, like set off to memory back. So he's just got enough memories back to kind of realize it, but not enough to trigger the rain. I think it was because before he got, like, super, super, super upset, she kissed him, and it kind of distracted, and it, like, got his mind off that path of getting super upset. Well, the kiss is what made him upset. Like, he wasn't beeping until they were kissing, and then he, like, calmed down because she went away, and... I think it was, like, by design, though, because we learn that it starts raining anytime somebody's bracelet gets to the maximum amount of, like, wokeitude. Hashtag woke, woke, hashtag lady life. I thought the rain came twice a day and was almost on a schedule. And what would happen is the bracelet would make you go off. Then you have to go to one of, like, the washing things. So, like, yeah, the bracelet makes you feel like you're infected, and then you have to take a shower, right? But I feel like... You have to go to one of the water stations, not take a shower at your house. 
I feel like it's been too convenient for it to be only scheduled, though. I think it's scheduled, but it also might be controlled. Because, like, both times now, people come out of their lady life dream, and it ends up, like, raining right then. Just like this, Zeph comes out of it, and it seemed like it was still daytime. Last time, it seemed like nighttime. Yes. So I don't know if it's if it's completely scheduled. I think the lady has some form of control over the the she rain. She probably does, but normally it only rains twice a day. It's like Zeph said, haven't you noticed it's weird that it rains at the same time every day? Yeah, no. So that it is raining at the same time every day, definitely. Which is strange. And I don't understand why Zeph didn't just put her jacket over her head to keep her from getting wet. Right? She's called Stinky Raincoat. She forgot her raincoat. raincoat. She forgot her raincoat. You never want to forget your raincoat, especially in a sex-positive show like this. Never forget your raincoat. I'm not saying I want to go to an orgy planet, but if I did, that would be... Whoa! Okay. Wait, what? That was out of nowhere. Leave me alone, Oh, wait, no, you said you're not saying that. Got it. So Dutch gets away. She runs back. Meanwhile, Johnny had jumped into her lair. Zeph managed to hide on the floor. And Johnny is in full belief that his wife's like a weirdo underground terrorist. But luckily, Lucy's not helping, not very helpful to Davin because she's just a dumb ship. Kind so of dumb. We still managed to get some Lucy, Lucy action in, in the show as well. We understand that she's kind of like muddying the waters with Davin and not letting him take control and find people as easily, which is nice to know that Lucy's still on the side of smartness, even if she's a dumb ship. She's on, her um, smartness is on an off-site, hidden away. So our two, our A and B plots combine as they meet at the factory to plant explosives and shut it down. But first, Dutch has to make out with Davin in front of her then-husband and protein him in the back. One last time. One last time with her brother, husband, and boyfriend, brother thing. Her little love triangle. Personally, I would have dated both of them. On the orgy planet. On the ship. Oh. What happens on the ship stays on the ship. Is that true? I mean, they have data logs. Uh, So they get to the factory. (laughs) I thought it was great that she made out with Davin right in front of Johnny standing there while he's still in the lady life belief that it's his wife. To and shock then, him into waking up. <laughs> kind of to tease him, I think. Uh, <laughs> they wake them both up, and they're going through the factory. They find the aliens. Obviously, Pree's there. They knock Snoozy Sparkles out. Tie him to a, a truck. Dirt bike. And then things go wrong, because she burns the... She goes flamethrower on all the uh, all alien the lady aliens. Things. And I thought it was really interesting that the lady can feel all of that. It's like a psychic connection, the way that she could feel the other creatures that went through the green that she was controlling. Yeah. So this is kind of, I'm very confused now. Why? So the memory matrix, I assume the lady can switch in and out of anyone at any time throughout the universe. But we got some answers this episode that that's not how it works. So she uses protein and I'm going to explain this to everyone because it's like, (laughs) Because it was confusing to me, and I thought it worked a way that it didn't work, right? So the lady, instead of being able to enter the bodies of everybody and take control of them, as I thought originally with the little girl, Mm -hmm. the lady actually has to physically attach her tentacle to transfer her consciousness into somebody else's body at this point. Yeah, I don't... Because, like, in the previous season, it was more like 
if they were part of her genetic makeup, she could kind of like pop in and control them. But I don't think she was like in their bodies. I think it was more like a remote control. Like yes. A remote control. But it was only a remote control for Holland. Yes. So people who were full of the green. And now people aren't full of the green, but the green is still like, the green is dead. So instead of the green, we have the green Wi-Fi, basically, which is the memory matrix. But it's not necessarily the green anymore. It's just this protein she's raining on everybody and fogging everybody with that takes control of their memories and lets her program their memories. So it's like a protein she can control, but it's not necessarily her consciousness. Yes. She doesn't, she isn't, like, seeing through their eyes or anything like that. It's more like... It's more like nurture versus nature. Which I originally was expecting at the end of last season and last episode that it was more like a, the strain version of things where the master can enter the body of anyone oh, and like see through their eyes at any yeah. time. And if, that's a strain reference if you guys know. But like now we understand that she doesn't fully have control. So the first episode, what I didn't think made sense was that she was looking for Dutch and didn't know where Dutch was. But I was like, well, she has control over all the people, so doesn't she know what their memories are? But now it seems like the protein is just a program mm-hmm. that's being run on their minds and being rebooted every time they go into the rain or going into the shower. Yes. So she doesn't control their memories aside from what they think. She can't control them through the memory matrix aside from when the program is running. And the moment the program is not running, she no longer has any access to them at all. Yes. They get rebooted. And then it just began all over again. And she doesn't seem to have um, computer screens like looking at people. She has computer screens up, but that's because of the limitations of where they are. She's still working through the Rack and the Killjoy organization yes. to be able to get information and have her data. So she's actually more weakened than she was before when she was part of the green. She yes. And that's interesting to know, too, because now we see her interactions with Klein, which we'll get into in a second. Uh She's obviously not as, like, knowledgeable. She doesn't have the same resources as she did before. She's kind of playing a game of chess as opposed to just taking a gun to a water squirt gun game. Like, she doesn't have... She's not the all-powerful person she used to be. I think because of the loss of the green, it's sort of like before she was at 150% level, and now it's more like she's, like, at 60-75%, which she's still more powerful than the regular person, but she isn't, like, godlike anymore. Yeah, she's definitely not, like, Unity from Rick and Morty. She's, <laughs> she's, I liked Unity. She's more like just a programmer who's controlling the internet mm-hmm. and can make people's computers think they're someone else. She's a hacker. Yeah, she's basically a, a mind hacker. Yeah. The Memory Matrix, which is what the creators are calling it, which, shout out to uh, Adam Barkin for, uh, or the writers for coming up with that name, but I'm still going to go with Lady Life. And you know, tonight's episode was written by Michelle Loretta, who is the creator of the show, and Nicoline Trobetsko, and it was directed by Peter Stubberg, which I thought they all did a very good job. Yeah, shout out to Michelle Loretta and all them. It's pretty dope. Michelle's really nice as well. She uh, tweets at us regularly. She's awesome. I met her when she wrote on Lost Girls. Girl power. So Ivan Soto in the chat says the lady is basically just human now, which is interesting to think about. I don't think she's necessarily human, but she's definitely more mortal than she used to be. Yes, she's human 2.0 or homo superior, I guess. She's not human-human. She's like, we're here, and I still think she's, like, up here. 
Yeah, but she's definitely limited, and that's why she needs Jack, because she needs to take over a body that's been made from green and human. Yes. Because I think that's going to allow her complete control over everyone. And I think it'll make her a little bit more healthier. But before, it was almost impossible to kill her. And now I think it is possible to kill her. Oops. Yeah. Well, it ha- it has to be. a premonition. It'd have to be possible to kill her, because otherwise this season would end on, like, a really sad note. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it'll turn out that they'll... Oh, wait. Never mind. I'll save that for my prediction. Yeah, we'll get to predictions here in a minute. Uh, so, Klein and the lady, we learn that she wants Klein to give up the ghost on Jack. Yes. Jack is the bargaining chip that Klein is offering, and Klein has to decide between a, uh, between Dutch and Jack. But what does Klein know that the lady doesn't? Because he says that uh, you brought me out of the green. We learn that he's been brought out of the green by the lady. We kind of knew that already, but now we get like confirmation that mm-hmm. he was recreated from the green by the lady. And he has some information that she doesn't have, and she can't get into his mind anymore. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. So the, this episode was all about showing us how weak the lady is now. I thought it was interesting that she needs him, but I think she needs him because he truly knows Dutch. She kind of knows Dutch from her sucking into her head or whatever, but she doesn't know her enough to be able to truly anticipate what she's going to do. And of course, she doesn't really know Jack and what Jack's psycho mom is going to do. Because Jack's mom is like Tiger Woman or Mama Bear, mm-hmm. and she's nothing to play with. I love her. Well, Dulce is pretty great. Uh, sorry. Awesome. Kendry, I guess. Everyone called me out saying, don't say Dulce. Her name is Kendry. <laughs> well, I like Kendry. I like Dulce. Yeah. Ken- she's Kendry's dope. Chick. I think every bargain should be made by just punching Johnny in the stomach. Like, why can't the lady just punch Johnny in the stomach and have Klein give her all the information that she needs? You know, Wingy90998 said if the lady took over Jack, would that make her the gentleman? Clever. Because then she'd be a man. (laughs) I think it's clever. I thought that was funny. And really, that's what she should do next. Really, she should have taken over a body that looked like Dutch to emotionally manipulate him. I mean, I think we're moving towards her taking over Klein's body to emotionally manipulate Dutch, which would be sad because, like, how many times do we have to see Klein die in this series? I don't want him to keep dying. Like, was it end of season one or season two where we just have this gigantic dagger shoved through the spine of Klein? Spoilers! Wait, you're on season five. You should know (laughs) this by now. Y'all need to be catching up. So, yeah, that's where we're at with the lady. She's obviously interested, and it looks like Klein's made his decision, but nothing that Klein says is ever as it appears. Mm -hmm. And now that he can actually keep secrets from the lady, and she can't affect his mind without actually suckering him, and also, we don't know if she gets the memories of the people she takes the body from. We just know that she takes their body. I don't think she does. And Paul M. Howland says... It's like when the cops raid drug deals, there's always another stash somewhere, some way with the green. I think there is a little bit of green somewhere, because I think she's gonna. I think that's how she's making the human green hybrid people. I just think I just don't think it's like a. I think it's a finite as opposed to infinite. I don't know. That's an interesting prediction too, because like. Uh, Let's go ahead and actually just get into our predictions real quick, and then we'll go into our news and zo- news and gossip and special segment really quick. Um, now, you're after Buzz TV. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please go to Apple Podcasts, look for Killjoys After Buzz, and leave us a comment and a rating of five stars, and we'll shout you out next episode. We didn't get any new ratings this week, so uh, give us some for the next week. Uh, Ivan Soto says, Stephen, what did you think of Klein lying to himself by saying Dutch isn't his daughter? Well... 
I think this is a very interesting point because it means that the lady's after Dutch and she's not chasing Anila. Yes. Because we're to assume Anila's dead, but I still wanna I still wanna say that Anila could be out there in some form. I think she's out there. I think she's I don't think she's dead dead. I think she's gonna come back because I want a happy ending for my season finale. Also series finale. Anila could have been the only person to lock Dutch in the room last episode, I really think. And she's the only person who would have had the red box or would have been able to bring the red box out of the green in some way, shape, or form. Plus, they have a lot of room to play with because now that the lady's in a body, Anila could be in another body too, and they wouldn't need Hannah John Kamen playing two roles, and it would cut down their budget a lot to bring Anila back in a different body. Yes, that would be awesome! So good, they'd have good. to. They wouldn't have to give her the white wig. They wouldn't have to <laughs> give her the contact lenses. It would just make the makeup department so have a lot easier. less work. So, what are your predictions, kind of based on what's going on right now? I think next week, um, Zeph does lose her memory. They'll have to like find her because she even went past her secret hideout. So she's somewhere dirty and wounded and hurt. So they'll have to find her. Um, I think they're going to wake up our favorite. Pre and I think they should go after Fancy because they'll need him too. I mean, they just got basically captured, though. I know, but you know they're going to escape. Do you know that? Yes. The lady found her, and the lady's going to offer her as a bargaining chip. So they will escape. I think someone else is helping them that we haven't seen yet, and we'll see them next. Do you week. see them getting sent back into the memory matrix? Forcing uh, Johnny and Davin into the shower again, or do you think we're done trying to wake up Davin and shower and Johnny? I can't remember how many episodes they have in the final season. Ten. I don't think it's that many. So I don't think they really have time to keep um, making them lose their memory. Uh-huh. So I think it's going to be um, they'll escape because I think those bombs are going to go off. And when the bombs go off, I think it'll like make the door open and it'll like shock the soldiers. So they'll be like, oh, there's an explosion. And then they'll come out kicking everybody's ass and they'll like escape. Okay. I think Fancy's going to find Zeph. I think Fancy's going to find Zeph and see the thing on her arm and be like, where have I seen that before? And then he's going to find her secret lair and we'll end up getting Fancy woken up so we can have two people on the ground awake and then the people who are caught awake. And we'll have a Fancy Zeph team up, Davin, Dutch, and Johnny team up, and Pre will get woken up in some way, shape, or form next episode, I'm thinking. Uh, I think the lady is connected to those worms and the thing because she is the worms and the thing. Mm -hmm. I think... That's her plan, is that she can't bring back her uh, species, but she's using her cells to clone herself to control everyone that those tentacles go after. So I think instead of a hull and hybrid, because you think there's extra green, I think that those people aren't part of the green. I think she's controlling them directly because she's had other tentacled things go into them. And she can control anyone who the tentacle thing has controlled. So I think that's what's going on. Because it's sometimes it's somehow it's going to be gross, just like the spider. Though <laughs> it's going to get into their body. So it's it's steamed up the room when we saw her show Klein her taking mm-hmm. over the getting out of the little girl's body. But I think the octopus thing bit them and then crawled inside of the body. Yeah, it has to be smaller because that's too big to climb into a human body. Well, that and also like how would body to body have a tentacled hand? Because each time she transfers, she has to use a tentacle. Where does it come from? Hmm. Unless she can, like, turn the skin inside out into a tentacled hand or something. 
I'll have to think about that. I think I like the spider, it. it's going to be inside them. Yeah. Um. So the lady still doesn't have any extra of its species. It's all just the lady. That's why it hurt the lady so bad. We get special effects with her screaming, which is kind of cool. Um. And yeah, I think we're going to get... We're, we're going to pop the top off of this next episode. <laughs> I think it's going to be really, really strong. And I think that's all the time we have for, for predictions. Let's go ahead and get into our news and gossip segment. News! Well, Hannah John Kamen, a.k.a. Dutch, is keeping it with that geek nerd life because she's going to be voicing Naya in the new prequel series, The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance on Netflix, which will be coming out, um, I think, early next year. Nice. And then we're going to have a Girl Power mini Killjoy reunion because Kelly McCormick has written a movie, which is going to be directed by Wendy Morgan called... uh, Sugar Daddy. And it will have Aaron Ashmore and Rob Stewart in roles. Oh, that's awesome. So it looks like they're all buddy-buddy. Now it's Sugar Daddy, where she's a musician who is funding her passion by a paid dating service. So is Kelly, Ma- is Kelly McCormick the main star of that movie? Yes. You know, honestly, she has so impressed me with her acting skills. Like, mm-hmm. I think she's going to have a very awesome career. She was in a magazine in Canada as one of the uh, film stars to watch. That's so cool. Which is why we have the super cool photo of her. That's not her. What is that? (laughs) That's for the special segment. Steph's bringing up our special segment, which let's go ahead and get into now. Our special segment that's, that lady's a parasite! Exactly. Today, we have our parasite, the Green Banded Brood Sack, which is very similar to what the lady sounds like. If you see a snail with two beautiful eye stalks pulsating with emerald and olive green stripes and dappled with charcoal gray flecks capped off with a maroon dab, be impressed. You're not just looking at a pimped out snail. You're looking at a snail infected with a parasitic flatworm. This comes from a BBC website, so I'm reading it word for word. The Green Banded Brood Sack first squirms its way into the stalks of the snail so that they look like juicy, pulsing, brightly colored caterpillars. This is just the kind of snack nearby birds are in the mood for. When the worm manipulates the snail's behavior, in, uh, the, the birds come and eat it, which is Ew. really, really gross. They position themselves in a more exposed and better lit place for birds to see them, <laughs> situated higher in the vegetation. It makes them more sp- conspicuous, and once they're eaten by the bird, it can reproduce, and the cycle continues to more snails. Ew. Poor Gary! Yucky! It's how Gary from Spongebob actually died. But I might have to use that come-hither look I am trying to date. So I need to get up higher on vegetation. Is that how that works? Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, guys, that is all the time. I do have to give an honorable mention to a scene in the show where Davin calls Dutch his girlfriend. And they have that nice little banter back and forth. But official, <laughs> they are... Facebook official until they forget their memories again, <laughs> and then Davin's just sleeping with his brother, trying to sleep with his brother's wife again for Which the is second so time. Wrong. So that's all the time we have for us today, guys. Next week we should have uh, Derek Robertson and Vidivian, who are the writers of next week's episode, Woo! skyping in for the show, which is going to be really awesome. And we're going to have our fourth and third co-host on the show, which are you guys, the live chat. Shout out to Ivan Soto, Paul P. Man Howland, and of course Renji Nine. 
90998, Marvin Richardson, and everyone else, ER's grandpa who's in the chat. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for joining us every week. Please comment your thoughts on the video below and hit that like button. Also, go ahead and subscribe to AfterBuzz TV Sci-Fi for all the shows you'd like. I'm going to be hosting The Boys tomorrow. Ooh. Yeah, it's the new Amazon show about killing heroes. It's pretty crazy and very graphic. So if you're a fan of it, it's going to be me and Tehran Fungasri, plus one of our brand new hosts, Benjamin Schnell. So tune into that around uh, 2 p.m. tomorrow. And Cherry, where can people find you? Cherry underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram. Love you. Perfect. We'll see you guys next week. Be sure to follow me at Stephen Lemieux. And as always, the warrant is all, and Turin has bad hair. Tune in next week for the Killjoys After Show. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.